believers. What do we believe? Well, we believe a lot of things, but we believe, one, that God is in our midst. Amen. And if you've, if you've been born of Him, you believe that God is in you. That His Spirit lives in you, abides with you forever, will never leave, never forsake. Amen. That you are not left alone, not comfortless, not guideless. Amen. But we have a helper, right? I believe that even though I don't see Him and uh, oftentimes don't feel Him or have any physical sensation of Him, I believe that the Lord is leading me. Amen. Do you believe the Lord is leading you? Bible says, remember, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Say, but I'm not, very th- I'm not really that good. Well, if you've received the Lord, uh, He's made you good. All right? Made you righteous. And so you can believe that the Lord is leading you. Isn't that right? He's leading you every step of the way. And uh, why don't we just close our eyes for a minute and, uh, and just let your mind grow quiet. And, uh, and then say this out loud after me. I believe that the Lord is leading me. He directs my steps. He orders my life. And I always see. And I always know which way to go. Because I have a leader inside of me. He's the Spirit of Truth. He leads and guides. And where He guides, He provides. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. You're leading us today. Leading every single person in the way that they should go. Amen. Leading every one of us in the way that we should go. Praise God. Praise God. A lot of guessing going on. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of coin flipping going on. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? A lot of just kind of trial and error going on in life but we have a leader we have a whole we have the holy spirit who wants to lead and guide and direct us in all the ways that we should go and so we don't have to walk blind amen say well isn't walking by faith kind of walking in what you don't know no walking by faith is walking in what you do know just the opposite of that it is walking in what you don't see And sometimes you don't have physical evidence of what you're walking in and what you're supposed to do. But it's not walking without knowledge. See, so it's never the Lord's desire that His people be ignorant of His will and of His ways. And when sometimes you hear people say things like, "Well, you never know what God's going to do," don't ever let that come out of your mouth. Right? Because that's exactly contrary to what you really want, isn't it? I mean, don't you really want to know what God's going to do? Someone say, well, God is just mysterious. Well, He's also revealed Himself. Yeah, yeah you, you don't find this in, in our covenant, in, in, in the New Testament, that God wants to keep us in the dark. It, isn't it just the opposite, that God wants to keep us in the light? <laughs> he wants us to walk in, knowledge of, in the knowledge of Him, in the knowledge of His will. How many understand this? You can't even get what you pray for without knowing His will. Didn't he tell us that over in the, the book of 1 John? When he told us that if we ask, what did he say? What did he say? Yeah. If we ask anything, according to his what? Then he 
Does he want us to hear us? Does he want to hear us? <laughs> yeah, then we've got to ask according to his will. Why would he even bother going through all that and telling us all that stuff if, if it was his desire and it was his plan that we just walk around without knowledge, without understanding his ways and his will? Someone said, I don't really know what to do. I've got decisions to make. I've got, you know, things I've got to make decisions on. Well, good news. God wants you to know more than you want to know. Amen. Absolutely. And this is an area we've got to get in faith about, right, that God wants us to know. Know this, if not anything else. Know that God wants you to know. Amen. Know that God wants you to see. Amen. And this is a perfect place and a perfect opportunity here tonight for some eyes to be opened. Perfect opportunity for some knowledge to come, for some insight, for some God-given direction to come to individuals' lives. Amen. Because how many understand when you've got a word from Him, when, when you know what He is saying, it's easy. Oh, now I don't mean the flesh is all excited. But it's easy in this regard. You get out of that gray area. Get out of that darkness. Get into the place of light where you can walk clearly. And, you, and now you can take a step of faith. And how many understand? You can't take steps of faith without knowing. Without knowing what He wants you to do. And if God even wants us to walk by faith, then we know for certain He wants us to get direction. Wants us to hear from heaven so that we're enabled to walk by faith. Amen. Thank you, Lord. God's good. God's good. Well, let's, again, let's start off with Ephesians 5. And let's read this before we do some things here. Um, Ephesians 5 and verse 18. Ephesians 5, 18 says, And do not be drunk with wine, in, in which is dissipation, but, in other words, I'm not going to leave you stuck there. Someone says, I need wine. <laughs> I mean, how am I going to make it? I mean, how am I, I got problems. I got issues. Thank God for the but. <laughs> right? Don't be drunk with wine. In other words, it's not going to leave you hanging. Just suffer through. No, instead of that, be filled with the Spirit. Amen? Now, what does a Spirit-filled person look like? What does a spirit-filled Christian look like? It's a, it gives us some indications here of kind of what that life looks like. He says, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. All right. So we can see one of those things. When someone is spirit-filled, they sing, don't they? <laughs> someone said, I'm not really a singer. If you're spirit-filled, you are. You might not sound good, but <laughs> but there's something in God that likes music. Something in God that likes to sing. And when you get full of Him, you like to sing. Amen. Yeah, listen, don't worry about it. I- I've heard some of the worst singing in my life in church. <laughs> You have two, or yeah, that, or that was you. Oh, that was you. <laughs> and uh, and the good news about church is we love each other and we don't throw stones, right? 
So you can sing here whether you're a good singer or a bad singer. We won't give you a microphone necessarily, but, uh, but every one of us, if you want to live a spirit-filled life, you need to be, be a singer. Hmm? People in the world do it, don't they? Sing, not psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, but sing all kinds of stuff. And people get on, you know, sometimes when people, the, like, the likeness here is, is being drunk on wine. Sometimes people get high on things or drunk on things in the world and they'll sing and they can't. <laughs> but they'll sing things that are not edifying and not helpful. But understand this, this is one of the characteristics of someone who's spirit-filled. Uh, he said in verse 20, giving thanks always. How often is that? Always. always. For all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. All right. One thing, one characteristic of a spirit-filled person, spirit-filled believer, is that they are very thankful. They're, they're thankful. When, when are they thankful? Always. Always. They're always a thankful person. And uh, I, I want us to take a little bit uh, uh, of time here, maybe a few minutes, maybe a lot of minutes. I don't, we'll, just, uh, we'll just see. I want us to just take time to give, give the Lord thanks. Amen? And uh, for each of us individually, just to express thanks to Him. And, uh, and this is, again, this is how spirit-filled people act. And I realize there's probably uh, some folks here, I, I know there are, that are, that are not spirit-filled. But one, one thing I've learned uh, in, in, the, in the faith life is that sometimes if you want something to be, you act like it already is. You act in faith right? We call things that be not as though they were, right? We speak in line with the Word even though it doesn't look like it's right, doesn't look like it's, it's happening that way. And someone said, I'm not real, but this Spirit-filled stuff, you know, being baptized in the Spirit, that hasn't happened to me. Act like you are anyway. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. And it doesn't, of course, say that you have to be Spirit-filled to give thanks. <laughs> you can give thanks anyway. But let's, uh, let's go ahead and act that way. And, uh, and, and if you've been if you've been in particular, you know, ha- having a lot to complain about maybe, uh, you've had some things that have not been going right, uh, this will be a attitude adjustment here. And, th- and seriously, this will be a God fix to your mind. Amen. Amen. Heard someone say recently that, that, that the best thing you have to offer in life is a full bucket this illustration this person used. Uh, that's how they said it. The, did I say that right? Uh, the best thing you have to offer when you go to work tomorrow, if you go to work tomorrow, is to be full yourself. The best thing you have to offer when you go home tonight or you're around other people is for you to be full. When people are depleted and running on empty, that's when everything bugs them. That's when everything irritates them. That's when they can't see you know, the, they can't see any good stuff. They only can see what's wrong. And we're going to give the Lord thanks tonight. Amen. I tell you what, God's doing some good things in this place. And, and, and I believe that uh, not only are individuals going to get some, some direction and see some things clearly, but there'll be a, there'll be a manifest presence of God. Uh, and it's already beginning to happen. Manifest presence of God in your life that you'll go out of here tonight uh, increased, filled to a greater degree. Amen? Filled up. Filled up. Amen?
know this, that if we take some time, we will find everything we need in life uh, to succeed. Everything we need, which is take some time. It's one of the simplest things, but the, one of the, it seems, one of the easiest things to get away from because we're in a rush rush. We've got things to do, places to go, and people to see. And, uh, and sometimes we even do church that way, right? Got stuff to get done. And, uh, and taking our time can be of great, great value. Great, great value to your spiritual life, to your walk with God, to your knowledge level and understanding of what He wants for you. And taking time. Wow, what, what a valuable thing. How many understand that... Um, whenever it comes to us receiving something from the Lord, it's not about God getting all psyched up. <laughs> or if we get psyched up enough, or then God will release. Like He's waiting on you a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. <laughs> Come on, praise me a little bit more. Give me a little bit more thanks. If you'll say that ten more times, I'll give it to you. That, that's not the way, the way the Lord is. How many understand what we're doing here tonight doesn't change God? Doesn't change His heart, doesn't change His love. fact is, He's the same. When, when it comes to re- us receiving anything from God, how many know the biggest problem is right here? <laughs> it is. It, it is. It's, it's just a matter of us getting on the same page with God. It's sometimes, sometimes when it comes to, uh, I, I tell you what, when it comes to healing and things like that, there is no power shortage there is no willing shortage. There is no healing shortage anywhere. How many understand the biggest problem is, can that really happen? <laughs> can I really get that? What, you know, and we got, we, got the, we got the issue right up here. And, and that's why doing things like we're doing can help us get past it. Really. So someone said, Did it have, does it have to take a long time? It doesn't. But sometimes, you know, it's like if you're not there, keep going until you get there. Don't just say, well, I'm not there. (laughs) Or don't just act like you are there. You know what that's called? That's called flesh. That's when we get in our own selves, in our own flesh, and we just want to, because of our sometimes impatience. Now, patience doesn't mean just wait, but patience means you, you, you continue unmovable and unchangeable. Uh, but sometimes in our, uh, because we know a little bit about faith, we think that I don't ever have to take time with the Lord. I'm just going to, I have it now, pray a prayer of faith and I'm gone. I'm out doing my thing and why hasn't the Lord spoken to me? Why haven't I seen the answer yet? Because that's not how that works. It's not like faith replaces taking time, giving of thanks giving praise and worship. Amen. And uh, But what happens sometimes is when we take some time, and I don't mean we've, I mean the presence of the Lord is definitely here, and I know He's ministering to people in, res- uh, in, in response as well. Um, but there's greater things we can get into. We, there's, you know, it's good, but it's, I don't know if, I don't mean to this sound wrong, but it's not great. You know what I mean? I'm just kind of measuring by my own perception and experience. The presence of God is here, but there's much more. Say, so what hinders? Well, God's just holding it back. No, no, no. God's not holding it back. Uh, 
The word, I, I don't mean, and I don't mean that as a rebuke, not by any means. No, but whenever we receive from God, it's, it's, it's right up here. This gets in the way sometimes. And, uh, and we can get to a place where we kick beyond that. You know, just uh, sometimes you, you hear that phrase, people talk about being in the Spirit. You ever read that phrase? It's a Bible phrase. And people talk about being in the Spirit. Well, that phrase can be, can be used in, in multiple ways, two different ways that, that I'm aware of. And they can mean different things. One is, is Romans 8 speaks about being in the Spirit, and that simply has to do with being in Christ. simply has to do with being saved, all right? We could say in one sense that every single one of us who have been born again are in the Spirit. And uh, I remember hearing a guy, uh, kind of a friend, uh, I haven't seen him for many, many years, but uh, he would tell me, he said, I've been in the Spirit all day. And I, I was kind of new in some of these things. And I was always like, wow, how do you get in the Spirit and be there all day? Because he wasn't talking about being saved either. <laughs> he wouldn't say, I was saved all day today. <laughs> no. He said, I was in the Spirit. And so I would ask, I, I'd ask him a question. And he said, oh, it's just a switch in my mind. <laughs> he said, I just put my mind on it. See, that's what he called being in the Spirit. I said, oh, okay, well, I guess I was in the Spirit some too then. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but I was reading over in the book of Revelation, right at the beginning of that book. Uh, you might recall that the Bible says that John says, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. He was in the Spirit. Now, obviously, he's not talking about salvation, right? Because then... He was obviously comparing a particular day with the previous day. When he was in the Spirit, he saw things, didn't he? He had the visions and, 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 the, and wrote the book of Revelation, right? And, and, and got tremendous revelation. So I can see that there is a being in the Spirit that is available to the believer that's not just being spiritually minded, because that's good and that's valuable. That's another thing. And it's not just being saved, but you could actually be in the Spirit. It's to say, well, I want to be in the Spirit. <laughs> well, again, I think there's different things that that can mean and different levels of that. Uh, there's times when God's presence and anointing will be on someone to such a degree that they are so less conscious of physical things and more conscious of spiritual things that I would say they are to a degree in the spirit and then of course there are those who are caught up in the spirit so to speak where they are totally oblivious to things you know like we spent you know maybe an hour or, or a little less or something just giving thanks uh, sometimes you can tell when you're more in the flesh it feels like an hour when you're more in the spirit, it feels like, you know, yeah, it may, it may feel like, wow, that was quick. And again, I'm not going to put a time on it because it's possible you could look up and literally think, well, we've done that for three minutes and it's been an hour. You could pray and get in the spirit in prayer where literally time just zoop, zips right by because you're in the spirit. Whereas other times, and I've experienced uh, to some degree on both sides of this, where other times, you know, you pray for 10 minutes and it feels like you prayed for an hour, right? What's the, what's the solution? 
Well, many times it's keep going. Keep going. Say, well, I don't really like that. Well, literally I've had times when I've prayed, prayed in the Spirit, prayed in other tongues for an hour. And at the end of the, you know, and I felt like that was pretty good. I don't mean I was totally lost in the Spirit and saw angels and anything like that. But, you know, felt I was pretty good. But at the, right at the end, I thought, whoa, this is good. All of a sudden, I'm thinking, well, I wanted that like an hour ago. You know, where all of a sudden, it's just effortless. Effortless prayer and enjoyable prayer. And it's just like flowing out of you and you think, nice. This is prayer. If everyone knew, if everyone could pray like this, we wouldn't have any trouble getting anyone to a prayer meeting. We wouldn't because people would go, man, this is great. This is, this is amazing. I tell you what, it's an awareness of God. And it's His glory coming in manifestation. And we get in tune with that. And there's not a person here who wouldn't say, this is better than anything I've ever experienced in life. There is no question in my mind that God could show up and wrap His arms around you and the the greatest thing that you enjoy, the greatest thing you've ever experienced in life would pale in comparison to it. I'm telling you what, when we get to heaven, we've got some some stuff to look forward to that we can't comprehend. How we are just going to be, ah, this is great. This is amazing. Wow. And the thing is, it's heaven. There's no flesh. I don't think after 100 years we're going to go, oh, yeah, I've already had that. You know, it's going to taste like that first bite over and over. <laughs> yeah. Amen. And, uh, but, but, but I'm not saying, you know, I don't want to get us into, well, that's in heaven. That's down the road. That's a long ways. Uh, listen, the glory of the Lord is showing up all over the earth, literally in great magnitude. God is moving by His Spirit, and He's moving here. And as we give attention and thought and time, things will increase more and more. And again, when a person needs direction, like we spoke of at the beginning of the service, light, wisdom, answers from above, uh, this is one of the best ways to get it. It is called taking time and just giving God thanks. Imagine, imagine what this church would be like if, if every one of us every day did exactly what we did a few minutes ago. For about that time. I think. That when we got together. (laughs) It would be heaven. I'm not just talking doing it once in a while. We made habitually our practice to give God so much thanks. And give him so much praise. We'd forget about all the junk. And most of it would disappear. And we'd come together. We'd say let's praise God. And I don't mean we're doing bad at all. I mean, because you guys entered in great. Uh, but we'd come together and you'd be like, bam. I'm telling you, just whammo. And uh, people would walk out of here looking like they got hit by a Mack truck. I'm telling you, wait, what happened to you? Where have you been? Went to church. <laughs> you look different. Yeah, that when you get run over by a Mack truck, you do look different. <laughs> you talk a little bit different. And you, you know, seem to... <laughs> something different about it. But it's all good. I'm not talking about just being, uh, you know, ozone or anything like that. I'm talking about uh, experiencing the glory of God. You, you recall when on the Mount of Transfiguration when Jesus took Peter, James, and John up there, and then, of course, um, uh, who showed up there? Moses and Elijah. And, uh, and, and the glory of God came, and Peter started talking like he didn't know what he was saying. 
Remember? He's just like, uh, let's do this. You know, let's build three tents and that'd be good. And uh, he, the Bible said he didn't know what he didn't know what he was saying. Well, that's okay sometimes. Amen. I tell, tell you what, it wasn't too long after that he knew exactly what he was saying. Because the power of God was on him. And uh, he preached on the day of Pentecost. Isn't that right? And got 3,000 people saved. And they took note of him. They said, who's this? He hasn't been educated. He hasn't gone to school. They said, He'd been, he's been with Jesus. They took note of him that he'd been in the presence of the Lord. And, and that's really what makes such a huge, huge difference in our lives. All right? When it comes to this issue of, of being uh, in faith, we, we know that, uh, remember 1 John said, this is uh, the victory that overcomes the world what is it? Our faith. Our faith. Our faith is what overcomes the world. If I can get to a place where I can walk by faith every single day, the Bible says, I will be a world overcomer. It says, whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And so if I can get to walking by faith. But I think sometimes people have a misconception of how they can walk in faith, and their faith, they feel like they're lacking in faith, and that's the reason uh, that things aren't working out quite right, or they're not receiving from God altogether like they want to. And uh, I know this, uh, I know I'm not, well, we could look at scriptures or I can just talk, and you can trust me. <laughs> but Mark 11, chapter 11, verse 23, remember Jesus mentioned there that faith basically taught that faith was of the heart. Remember that? He said, if a person would speak to the mountain, be removed, cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe that what he says will come to pass, will have whatever he says. That, when it says to doubt there, it means to be different, to have something different in your heart than what's in your mouth. And then over in, in, in Romans chapter 10 um, and, and verse uh, 9, remember great salvation verses there, uh, that if you will confess the Lord Jesus... Uh, that Jesus is Lord, Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Believe with the what? Believe with the heart that you'll be saved. And then he went on to say, for with the heart man believes unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And so the heart is the big issue. If I can get my heart in the right place, then I can easily believe and, and, and this, is, this is the reason why I'm some, saying some of this. When we spend time, this is one of the ways, and we just give thanks and give thanks for a long time if necessary. That's one of the ways to get your heart in the right place. Now, I'm not talking about just your spirit here. A person's spirit is born again, and it's always right with God. Once you receive the Lord, your spirit's not going in and out. No dark spots in your spirit. No sin. No corruption. No... No, no, nothing wrong there. But when you're talking about your heart, that includes your mind. It includes the soul area. And that is the part of you that must be convinced. And sometimes it's just by spending time with the Lord, spending time in His presence, that our mind is able to be quieted down. And it's, we're basically able to move it out of the way. In this sense, we rec- we're, becoming, we're getting more in the Spirit more conscious of spiritual things, more aware of God than we are of 
us or the natural things or problems. All right? That's when faith works. Say, do I have to think right in order to be in faith? Yes. Because it's that combination of your born-again spirit, which the Bible tells us has the faith of God in it. As a born-again believer, you have the faith of God. It's one of the fruits of the Spirit. Remember, faithfulness? Actually, the Greek word there is just faith. Uh, It's a part of you as a born-again child of God, but then there's the mind issue that must get on board. And if we don't do what's necessary to take time to get our mind in line, then we have a difficult time receiving what God has for us. And so how can I get my mind in line? Mind in line? Uh, there are multiple ways. This, what, we're, what we've done here tonight, is one of them. It's one of the essential uh, parts of the believer's life. Again, I use this logic always with all subjects, pretty much. God would never have us do something or instruct us to act a certain way if there wasn't a purpose for it. He's not just keeping us busy. And we're told in the Scripture to praise Him in the morning, <laughs> to praise Him on our beds. To Remember, uh, just all the time we're to worship and praise God, to give Him thanks always. We're to rejoice in the Lord. How often? Always. Again, He's just not keeping us busy. This is an essential element to the believer's life and them keeping their minds straight, keeping their thinking right, so that in combination with the faith of God that's been implanted into their born-again spirit, their mind comes into agreement and they have faith in their heart. And so sometimes it's just a matter of, I'm putting my mind there, I'm coming back. Lord, I'm talking to you. Lord, I'm drifting away. I'll give you thanks. Thinking about something else. No, and I worship you. Don't because I know this. If we would have, you know, like someone said one time, if a TV were on the everyone's forehead, <laughs> and we could just look around, <laughs> we'd think we're not quite as unified as I thought. <laughs> Because we'd all have to probably, you know, at least most of us, Bob's probably different, but the rest of us, the rest of us had some other thoughts at some point during our worship time. And that's one of the values of staying, staying there as you bring it back. You find yourself, oh, I need groceries. Oh, bring it back. <laughs> oh, I got this. Oh, bring it back. And like we sing the song, keeping our minds stayed upon the Lord. And you bring it back, you bring it back. You keep doing that enough, it'll stay for a while. It really will. And you'll be able to think, hey, well, I focused on the Lord for like a minute and a half there (laughs) without without drifting. And it's working because before it was like 10 seconds. But you keep bringing it back, keep bringing it back, keep bringing it back, keep bringing it back, keep bringing it back. And what's happening is you're getting your mind in line. You're not allowing it to just think crazy thoughts of doubt and unbelief and wavering or just natural stuff. And when, you know, of course, when the spirit and mind come into agreement, you, you make a powerful force for God. Amen. And it's easy to receive. Again, let's come back to this. It's not difficult for the Lord to give us anything. So couldn't he just show up? Couldn't the Lord just send an angel just to talk to me? Could. 
Might. But you're not going to twist his arm. Huh? There is something that we can all, all do at all times. We can all wait on him. We can all obey the Bible, obey the word, and give him thanks. And give him praise. And take time to exalt his name. Amen. And rejoice in him always. And in doing that. Say what you said there were there were lot there were various ways. Well, there are other things like meditation on the word. You know, getting in the scripture and just reading. Speak reading the word out loud. And 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 doing those things again and again can help bring a person's mind in line and back in focus. And when a person gets there, then they're able to believe. And with their heart, they believe unto something. Something changes in their mind. Everybody with me now? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let's just do this for a moment. Let's just pray. And, uh, and Father, we just thank you tonight. Thank you for doing good things in our lives. We thank you for... We thank you for speaking to hearts, speaking to lives here, and Lord, helping us not to be so stinking carnal, but to be spiritually minded, and Lord, to, to keep our focus always right. And always. Thank you, Lord. We receive these things. We're not going to struggle. We're not going to strive and just work real hard to get it but we relax we relax we, we relax and we rest in you thank you lord thank you lord thank you lord thank you lord we just relax and we rest in you tonight we rest in your grace we rest in your faithfulness. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We just relax and rest in you. This is the rest. This is the rest. And Lord, you're doing a good thing in us now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We just walk with you. Thank you, Lord. We just walk with you. Thank you, Lord. We just let our minds be on you. And just fix our minds and let our minds be stayed on you.